Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 28. Hi, this is Matthew Jordan-Smith, author and celebrity portrait photographer. And if you want to learn how to meet some of the people I've met, you should listen to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. Hello, 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 and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first... If you enjoy the show, then please, please open up iTunes, hit that subscribe button, and if you think we deserve it, tap on the reviews tab, select write a review, and leave us a five-star rating with a review that includes where you're from and one aspect of the show you love the most. Then go ahead and screenshot that review and send it on over to Travis at buildyournetwork.co along with your name, that's Travis at buildyournetwork.co, and I'll give you a shout out by name in a future episode and you'll be entered into a contest for $250 cash. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Matthew Jordan-Smith. 
Matthew is an American photographer based in Tokyo, working between LA, Tokyo, and New York City. He's photographed some of the most famous people in the world, including the president of Iceland, Oprah Winfrey, and the richest man in the world, Carlos Slim. He's best known for his portraits of celebrities, actors, and models. His client list includes Olay, Pantene, Revlon, Sony Entertainment, HBO, and Showtime. And his celebrity clients include Angela Bassett, Tyra Banks, Queen Latifah, Aretha Franklin, and many, many more. He's a proud Nikon ambassador and a lover of great music, dance, and travel. Matthew, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. Why don't you uh, go ahead and expound on that intro a little bit and tell us more about yourself. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It's funny to hear the, the bio because, uh, you know, for me, every day is just I'm, I'm just living my dream. Basically, I love photography. It's all I've ever done my entire life. This year makes sounds weird saying this, but it's been 30 years this year. I've been making my living as a photographer and now I'm, I'm living in uh, my favorite city in the world, uh, Tokyo. And um, it just feels good. I'm just I've been very blessed. I know that. And um, I'm happy to share all the things that have helped me get to where I am today. Matthew, you've been able to work with some incredible people throughout your career. Was there anyone specifically that really sticks out to you as just a lot of fun to work with? Oh, wow. <laughs> I've got a lot of those. I got so many stories. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, the first person who comes to mind is Tyra. I've been shooting her since the beginning of her career. Um, you know, and I've watched her go from, you know, from everything to where she was a, a beginning model to uh, a superstar model to a businesswoman to, you know, continue to be as, you know, evolving in her career as she is mm-hmm. now. Now mm-hmm. she's, you know, you know, hosting different shows beyond her own show. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. How did you get your start in photography when, when you were when you were you said you've always been doing you've been doing it for a really long time. How did you get your start? It's my father. Uh, as a kid, my father gave me a camera, put it in my hand. It was, it was his hobby, and it became my hobby. And he taught me how to use the camera. He taught me how to process pictures. This is you know the old days shooting film. He taught me how to process pictures. It became my hobby, and it just turned into this amazing thing. Um, I went to art school. For photography, left there when a professor said, you know, the best photographers in the world are in major cities. Go and work for one of those people. And that's what I did. I moved to New York City and started working as a photo assistant um, to a fashion photographer and learned the business. And it turned my whole world around. And now that's kind of what I do. I travel around the world. I take uh, people know me for doing that. They know me for doing uh, portraits of celebrities. I do fashion, beauty, and portraits of celebrities. What would you say was the best way for you to learn how to use a camera? I know, I know there's, especially nowadays, there's just so many tutorials out there and so many different ways you can learn. And you have school and art school and, and you have all these different ways. What was the most effective way for you to learn how to operate a camera the best? Uh, well, it was way more than just operating the camera. That was just the... I, 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 I turn it this way. It's like, you know, people say, oh, you know, they talk about the camera so much. And it is important. I think in art school, I learned about, you know, everything in terms of photography. But when I became an assistant and got to work on these high-end jobs, that was just scraping the surface. Um, Learn the business of photography. That happened when I became a photo assistant. That was the real thing. You know, people... I think today people are caught up in the gear and it's, it's funny to hear this now, but everyone wants to know about how to use the camera and the tools and all these things. And that is important, but it's the same as, you know, say you want to be a cook. Um, 
and you go and you say, okay, I want to learn to be a, a top chef. And you buy all the best, the best pots and pans and, and all those tools to, to cook your meal. That doesn't make the food taste any better. It's the same thing with photography. The cameras are the same as, you know, the pots and the pans. It doesn't make you a better photographer because you have better gear or better lenses. It is great to have the best gear you can get. But I think when I became an assistant and started working on those high-end jobs, I learned firsthand that it's not about the gear. It's about all the other stuff, learning how to see, learning how to connect, learning how to make a difference, learning how to make your pictures stand out. And today, that's more important than ever before, because today, anybody can pick up a camera and <laughs> take a decent picture without knowing anything mm. about photography. Yeah. So how do you make yourself stand out? Let's say there, let's say there are billions of people right now taking pictures, and there are. Mm -hmm. Mm. How in the world do you make a living when you have that kind of competition? That foundation I got in New York as an assistant gave me the power to do that. And learn that it's not about the gear. It's about all the other stuff. And that's how I make a great living today. Because, you know, here I am living in Tokyo. I, I work between uh, L.A., New York, Tokyo. You know, I'm flying all the time. I guess I flew to L.A. last weekend to do a one-day job and fly back to Tokyo. Now, the person that hired me, they could hire tons of photographers all over Los Angeles, all over America for that matter. But they wanted me so badly, they flew me from Tokyo to Los Angeles to shoot and come back. That's the power of having that special thing. Hmm. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
And that's incredible. That's exactly the answer that I was hoping uh, you were going to give um, because it kind of leads perfectly into my next question for you, Matthew. Oh. Uh, do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, people like to think it's who you know. It's what you know. And then how you leverage who you know. Hmm. Hmm. That's really, I mean, it all comes down to knowledge, first and foremost. You can't have great connections and no talent. That can only get you so far. We always hear that, oh, it's who you know, it's who you know. That's not so true. You get to know the right people by having the talent. And that's what gives you a career. Knowing somebody can get you a job. And you can be, uh, you know, the flavor of the month for, you know, six months, a year, maybe. Mm-hmm, right. But then that goes away. That's not a career. That's a flash in the pan. To have a career, you've got to have the knowledge, know how to sustain yourself, know how to work through the ups and downs as things change and evolve. And photography is going to continue to evolve. How do you make a living as it evolves? You've got to have the knowledge. I mean, the mm-hmm. real knowledge, not the faking part. Yeah. You've got to really know it. Is there is there a time in your life, Matthew, a specific story that you could tell us about uh, when a connection in your life led to a moment of success down the road? I can tell you easily 50 stories like that. But the first one that pops in my mind, uh, wow, <laughs> I'm going to go back. My my very first time photographing uh, Vanessa Williams. So my first time photographing Vanessa, um, at the time, she was doing a, a play on Broadway And I was hired by a magazine to photograph her for a cover. It's my first time meeting her. And I go in and whenever I do a shoot, that first shoot is so very important to make that connection, to to make a good first impression. So back then, way back then, I started trying to make that great first impression. And back then, I gave flowers to all my female clients uh, or subjects. I still do, by the way. Um, so I, I sent her flowers on the day of the shoot with a little note that says, here's to a great shoot. Wonderful to meet you, Matthew. Just simple. We had a great shoot, an amazing shoot. Beautiful time, great connection. And I left there on fire and she left there on fire. And that cover shoot turn into the beginning of an amazing relationship. We are still great friends today. And she went on and referred me to client after client after client. So for example, she referred me to to Showtime. So my first movie poster, I mean, Times Square, New York City, my first movie poster came from a job that she referred me for. My first diamond campaign. I shot an advertising campaign for a diamond company. That first job came from Vanessa referring me to that advertising client. I can go on and on. I can give you seven different stories based on her referring me. And that's just one story. But I have, my entire career has been that way. I think anybody who who I've worked with has, has referred me almost. With it, with it being that important, where you can look back at your career of 30 years in professional photography, 
um, with high ticket clients like that and, and say that, look, this is all just because of networking and meeting the right people. With it being that important, why do you think that so many people fail at, at, at doing this really important task of networking? People take it for granted. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy, but nothing good is easy. You've got to put the time in. You've got to have a plan. You've got to work your plan. And networking is part of it. And networking is also evolving. I mean, as as technology changes and evolves, so does networking. What you did, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago may not work now. It's got to evolve and you've got to stay on top of it. That's how everything happens. Yeah. And I'm glad that you I'm glad that you brought that up because one interesting thing that I noticed about that story you just told is is how much you wanted to make sure that Vanessa remembered you. And I think that that's a huge thing that most people miss out on is they they might believe in networking and they might be really good at getting themselves in front of the people that they want to meet. But then once they get there, they shake their hand and tell them something that all the rest of the thousands of other people that they've met in the last year have told them. And I think that it's really important exactly what you were saying is to make that a memorable occasion for her. You gave her a flower and you made it a fun time and you changed that whole just a regular photo session into an experience that she obviously remembered for years and years and years and years and years to come. And I think that's just as important as being able to shake the person's hand is making sure that that connection is, is a memorable, memorable uh, connection. Um, one thing that I like to stress to Matthew is that probably the biggest mistake that I see people make when they network is they're always looking to see what's in it for them. They're never thinking about the other person. They're, they're just takers. They want to take and take and take. What besides giving flowers and stuff like that, what, what is a very practical way that you try to add more value to people than you, uh, to, to people that you meet than you receive from them? That's such a great thing. Number one, you want to give without thinking about getting back. You hit, you hit it on the head earlier when you said that people, and this is most people, most people think about, okay, I'll do this because I know I'll get this return. And, and, you you got to let that go. You Now, most people are doing that, but most people aren't having success. To get real success, I think you've got to give in a way where it's organic, where it feels like you. It can't feel like, oh, this is a fake thing or I'm doing this just to get this. It's got to be real. People can sense it when it's real and genuine. And that's when you get back more than you could ever dream of. Kind of along those same lines here, is there a place that you go to specifically cultivate relationships, either online or in person? Oh, wow. Um, my situation is always changing for sure. I think there may have, at one point, there may have been a place where I go to all the time. Uh, and it still is. I do go to conventions all the time. I, I speak now quite a bit uh, all over. Um there are there are two really big conventions in in the states for photography. Uh, one is called uh, actually there, there are three big ones. One uh, happens in New York City. That's Photo Plus Expo. I go to that one every single year. Uh, there's WPPI WPPI, which takes place in Vegas. I go to that one every single year. And then there's Imaging USA, which changes venues every year. Those three 
are important so people can see you, see that you're around, what you're doing, stay connected, and make those connections with people who, who want to learn, who want to be in photography. And then in terms of meeting other clients, I'm always trying to do things to stay out there. I mean, today it's social media. So I'm definitely involved in in Instagram in a big, big way. Uh, Instagram and, and Facebook and and uh, doing Facebook Live, doing Instagram stories, all those things as they change and evolve, you've got to be there. Today is different than was the way it was five years ago. Um, we're not seeing people in person the way we did before. Uh, we're doing it more virtually. But people are seeing your life, they're being voyeurs, and they're making a connection with you. So even though that connection, the way you connect has changed, it's still a big part of it. Who do you think is the most interesting or influential person that you've been able to meet through networking? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I've met so many um, through networking. Just to give you a quick example, my my first book that I ever, I've had three books, my first book was a book on uh, 50 celebrities. And at the time, I think I knew about seven people who were in the book. I got to all 50. The, the other uh, people in the book, um, the other 43, was all through networking. Every last one of them came from networking. Um, and having people who would speak up for me and make that connection but that was my first, I guess, my first big challenge was learning how to make those connections and not being afraid to go out there and, and put yourself out there. Very often, you know, in your very beginning, you're, you're scared to go out there and put yourself out there. But you just do it. And it works. Now, people say, OK, you shoot celebrities. So it's easy. You know, people have you have a name, you have a reputation. And that's true. And as long as you're working in the entertainment field, that part is true. But my last book, uh, my current book, I went to every state in America, all 50, and photographed 100 strangers. They had no idea who I was, uh, nothing. And they had to say yes on the spot to let me photograph them and be in my book. It goes a step further, though. I'll go deeper into it. My book was photographing children. So I went to every state, found strangers, the parents, and asked them, can I photograph their children to be my book project? That's how I got all 100 people. It was all about networking and making connection and making people feel comfortable no kidding, right yeah. away. And that's hard to do. That is hard to do for for someone that's that's sitting out there listening to this, going, man, that's I, I just I wish I could do that. I just wouldn't know what to say to somebody to make them feel comfortable. Do you have any practical advice for somebody like that? Yes, I do, because the same fear that you're feeling right now and that you're expressing, that's exactly how I felt. As a matter of fact, the fear was so intense, it almost kept me from doing it. But. When you go out there on a limb and you believe in yourself, things just start to happen. And then the word gets around and the networking all comes into place. The word of mouth comes into play. And before you know it, people are, are calling you and asking you to hire them. 
Now, Matthew, if you moved to a new place and you lost all of your current contacts, what would you do at that point to start rebuilding your network? I love that question because that's exactly what I've just done. So I just moved to Tokyo. It hasn't even been a year yet. I moved here um, beginning of the year and talk about being you know, fearful. Here I am moving from America to, to another country, to Japan, where I don't know the language. Can't, I can't read, write, speak. I've got to learn all of that. Plus, all my clients are back in the States. So in many ways, I'm starting all over. Actually, not in many ways. I am starting all over again. So that question is, is right on point because I'm doing all those things right now. And the most important thing is networking. So the first thing I did when I got here was try to figure out who do I know? Who can I connect with that can help me meet other people? So I have clients who are in Sweden who have uh, connections with people in Japan. I made that call, got a connection, got a name, and then I made an introduction to myself, uh, to, the, to, that, to that company. And now they started using me. I have another company in New York City that I've been working for a long time. So they have a connection with a company here in Japan also. I just called them actually last week and had a long conversation with them. Like, oh, we have clients in Japan. We want you to meet them. So I'm now just going through that whole networking thing. Even right now, even today, after this after this interview, I'm going to a meeting. And it's all about meeting people and getting out there, showing your work, making that connection. And so much awesome uh, content with you today, Matthew. I could honestly talk to you for a little while longer, definitely, uh, about this topic <laughs> because it seems like the theme of this whole episode has been that your career wouldn't even have been possible without meeting people and making those connections and networking and and and, and talking with folks. So um, I'm sure you have so much more golden things to talk about, but uh, we gotta we gotta move <laughs> on here and switch gears and uh, transition to something that I like to call the random round, which is basically just a few quick questions with a few quick answers. Are you ready for the random round, Matthew? I am. I am. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Oh, man. I love photography so much. I think there's something else I'd want to do beyond this. It would probably be a small pivot into directing. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oh, my God. I I love this question. Okay. Can I pick two? Sure. First one, Gordon Parks. Gordon Parks was the the first African-American photographer. Uh, He's passed away, of course, now. But... If I could talk to him for you know an hour, that'd be wonderful on a on a park bench. I didn't meet him actually before he passed away. He was a, a mentor of sorts. But I would love to spend another hour with him and just you know pick his brain because he has so much information that could be useful for me. He was also the first black director. Um, huh, so wow. just Incredible. just seeing his career, you know, he was a real Renaissance man: photographer, director, a composer, a writer. Wow. Uh, just a great man. So I have a lot I'd love to just talk to him about. That's incredible. And the other person who I'd love to photograph, spend time talking with, is Mr. Warren Buffett. I would love to spend an hour 
photographing him and talking to him. How do you like to learn best, Matthew? Books, blogs, or podcasts? Oh, wow. It's funny because I start my day every day by listening to a podcast. It's it's as I'm working out, as I'm on the plane, I'm listening to podcasts. It's great to get the information that way for me. You know, we all learn different ways, you know, visually, uh, whatever, you know, sight, sound. It's all those things that work for me. Uh, the best way for me is to hear it over and over and over again. I can hear it as I'm working out. I can hear it as I'm walking in the park, as I'm, as I'm exercising, whatever, uh, traveling. It's just a great way to, to you know, we're all so busy, to stay busy, but still get information all the time, to be inspired all the time. Right. Definitely, definitely mine as well. Tell me one of your favorite uh, podcasts, Matthew, obviously besides the Build Your Network podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I got so many. Uh, the, my, my top one is, is uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. I love that podcast. It keeps me uh, inspired every day. I also like uh, Amy, Amy Porterfield, um, her podcast. Those two I just love so much. I can go on about uh, many others as well. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, JLD. JLD is the man. He is the man. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is in in a major, major way. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Oh, first thing in the morning is is get up, and I I have this thing I say every morning before I get up, as I get up, and as I go to bed. My it's my goal for the month, so I'm always repeating that. I think there's power in saying things. So having a goal number one is important, but also being cognizant of that goal all the time so you can reach it. So I, I say it out loud every day, every evening. Then I'll play a podcast. I'll give myself to myself by going to the gym first thing in the morning. So that's my first thing I do. And then I come back and I hit it hard at work. And the, my first you know few hours are very important. The morning is very important because if the morning doesn't go right, it seems like the rest of the day kind of drags on. But if I start and have a great morning, the rest of the day goes amazingly well. So that beginning of the day is extremely important. So true. So true. What is your go-to pump-up song? <laughs> I have many. So I'm, I'm always, I'm always, I'm, I'm deep into music, number one. Um, it's a big part of my shoot. So I'm always trying to find the new thing, the best new thing. But I'm also always being a student. So I say that because I'm now learning how to do this new dance and uh, it's called Kizumba. So I'm playing, I play Kizumba music a lot uh, and that keeps me up and going. I just came back from doing this this tour. I went to 28 cities all over the, all over the world doing a, a workshop tour all over America, Canada and Europe. And uh, <laughs> every day on the workshop tour, I started the day by playing Stevie Wonder. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> to get me pumped up. But then in the evenings, I'd spend my day trying to listen to Kazumba music and just get uh, my, my dance routine going and all that stuff. But the, the song that got me pumped in the morning was Stevie Wonder. Um, and I haven't played it since I finished the tour now, but that's what I was playing for the last like you know two months on tour. I was playing all <laughs> Stevie Wonder. What are you not very good at? <laughs> I'm not very organized. Uh, so the things that I'm not good at, I have to like uh, uh, pass those on to people who are very good at doing those things that I'm not. Yeah, definitely. I would never remember any event in my life if it weren't for my wife. So <laughs> we're on the oh, same page the there. Same yeah. here. Same here. My wife keeps me on point. 
right, Matthews, we kind of get everything wrapped up here. What is one place where we'll be able to find you the most? Oh, wow. I'm definitely on Instagram all the time under Matthew Jordan Smith. I'm also on Twitter quite a bit. And uh, my Twitter handle is a little different. It's Matthew underscore Jordan S. I'm there all the time on Twitter and Instagram all the time. Just, you know, making little comments, uh, sharing the, my work. And of course, my website is MatthewJordanSmith.com. You can find me there and find my work there. Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you go. If you want to see more of Matthew, just head over to Instagram or Twitter or just check out his website, MatthewJordanSmith.com. Matthew, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. I know it was a tight schedule with you being in Tokyo and me being in LA, but I'm really happy that we're (laughs) able to make it work. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been great. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.